0: All right. Welcome back to the Savvy Budget Girl podcast. My name is Wendy Coop, and I am the Savvy Budget Girl. And today we are talking about the shocking thing that happened with my Capital One credit card. Oh, wow. It's been a hot minute since we did a debt confession update. And I wanted to make sure that I took you through some of the numbers that I went through uh, with my husband this afternoon. And let's just say it's pretty shocking. Um, and this is also a plea for you to pay attention to what is going on, not just with your finances on a day-to-day basis, but what's going on with interest rates. Now, in terms of interest rates, the Fed or the Federal Reserve just met a couple of days ago and they decided not to raise interest rates. So the key interest rate remains at 5%. What that means is is that the Fed thinks that inflation is cooling off enough that they don't have to raise interest rates to cause you to pay more money when you borrow money. This is very important. Now, I wrote a whole blog post about this. You can go to SavvyBudgetGirl.com and read all about what this latest meeting means in terms of the country's economy and what it means for your personal economy um, as well as what these interest rates mean. So all that to say, I had to go back and look at my debt. Yes, it is June 2023 at the time of this recording. So it is time for the Q2 update. It's about time for that. I was originally going to do an update every month, but decided not to because it It just made more sense to do it quarterly. That way I could see more progress, I guess. But anyway, I looked at the numbers today after watching some videos about building wealth and business, and I was just consuming content about student loan repayments and things like that. And it got me thinking, oh my goodness, I haven't done the Q2 update yet. So here we go. Capital One. I'm going to tell you what happened with Capital One later, but just suffice to say, remember in the last video, I was talking about how I was so happy that I had paid off capital one. Well, oopsie. I didn't do my budget right. So I didn't actually pay off that capital one card. It still has a balance of $453 and four (laughs) trifling cents. Okay. Um, that's not the funny part. The funny, actually there is no funny part. I don't know why I'm laughing. Point is, is that it is not paid off and it is our smallest debt. And this is the debt we're going to pay off next. If you've seen the videos on this uh, channel before or listened to it in the podcast, you know that there are a few outstanding loans that have gone not into collections, but they're old loans. So they are no longer, no longer being charged interest, but I do plan on paying them off. So they have various balances. We all know about the whole controversy with my ring and the Zales credit card. That is at 0% interest until um, February 14th. But I have that scheduled to pay off third on our list. There are 16 debts here. I'm not going to go through all 16, but they range in uh, balance and mix from regular credit cards to the one store credit card, which was Zales, to auto loans to student loans. There is currently about $70,000 in student loans. I did manage to get my defaulted student loans out of default status by enrolling in the federal government's Fresh Start program. I will put a link in the description, um, below this video, if you want to know more about the Fresh Start program, but it helped, um, push my loans back into current status. So that's good for my overall credit report, good for my credit score. And it allows me if I were going to, to borrow more money, I don't plan on borrowing more money, but it's there in case I need it. But honestly, the FAFSA is a pain to fill out. So that in and of itself may cause me not to borrow more money, but, um, some of the things that are new on this list other than the Zales credit card is the water treatment system that we got back in December. Now, I don't know if you live in a place with hard water, but where I live in Florida, the water is ridiculously hard. Like at least the dishwasher leaves spots on the dishes. It's never really clean. You end up using more water. You end up using more soap and it's been ruining clothes. So we got a water treatment system. That water treatment system cost a little over $8,000. We did not pay $8,000 in cash. And it was almost more of an impulse purchase than anything because we desperately wanted to get rid of this hard water. Like it was off the charts hard. Not that I'm trying to justify $8,000, but I'm just telling you this is what happened. So, We are now paying $127 a month for this water treatment system, but it is worked into the debt snowball because there is an interest rate. Well, we'll talk about which method I'm using, but it is worked in. So that is the newest thing here. So all student loans are current. um, And if you have student loans, I'm going to make a video later on this week about what to do for your budget in order to restart the payments of your current student loans. If that is the case for you, I know many of you who watch this channel and listen to this podcast do not have student loans, but for those of us who do, we need to be able to successfully reintegrate those payments back into the budget after three years of of payment pause. So, Stay tuned for that. If you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button and ring the bell to be notified when I go live and when I drop these videos about how to best boost your budget and how to account for things like student loan payments. If you are listening to the podcast, make sure that you hit the follow button or the subscribe button in your favorite podcast player so that you never miss an episode. All right, commercial over. So. All that to say, Wendy, you've got 16 debts on your list. Yes, I do. What is the total debt balance for Q2? Are you ready? The total debt balance is $174,334.14 trifling cents. Yeah, of which 69,000 is student loans. So It's not that we have a ton of consumer debt, um, mostly on that on one particular credit card, but it just shows. It just goes to show some poor money management skills um, that we've carried into twenty twenty three, and that there, even though there has been progress, there's been setbacks as well. So, what happened with Capital One? I know that's what you tuned in for, right? You want to know what happened with Capital One. So. When I put my debts in order, I was generally using the de- debt snowball. The debt snowball is when you take your debts and you order them from smallest balance to largest balance, and that's the order in which you pay them off. So as you pay off the debt, you take the payment that you were making on the smallest debt, and then you roll that into the payment that uh, for the next debt, for the next largest debt. As you do that, the payments get bigger and bigger, thus creating a snowball like it would be going downhill. And as you pay off more debt, you're making a larger chunk and paying off your debt faster. This is in contrast to the debt avalanche, which is where you take your debts and order them from largest interest rate or highest interest rate down to the lowest interest rate. And then you pay them off in that order. So you make minimum payments on everything else, except for the debt on top, the debt with the highest interest. So I'm sitting here and I'm staring at the debt and I'm thinking, are we going to do debt snowball? Are we going to do debt avalanche? If you listen or read JL Collins' book, The Simple Path to Wealth, he advocates for the debt avalanche. If you're a fan of he who shall not be named, y'all aren't going to catch me on this one. Um <laughs> he advocates a debt snowball. He did not create it, he just made it popular. So I'm looking at the list and I'm thinking, well, this capital one card is kind of ridiculous, right? $453 and four trifling cents. And the interest rate, at least what I had written down was 28.45%. That was the last time I had checked. But the last time I had checked was almost a year ago. And in the last year, There have been probably 10 interest rate increases. So I should have been checking this this whole time. Every time the Fed said something about raising interest rates, a quarter point, half a point, any of that, I should have been checking my credit card interest rates to make sure they had not adjusted up because many credit cards have variable interest rates. So if the Fed raises interest rates your credit card interest rate, your annual percentage rate, the amount you're paying on purchases and cash advances is likely to go up as well. As opposed to when you take out um, a personal loan and that may only have a fixed rate. So I have a personal loan where that fixed rate is 11.25%. So regardless of what the Fed does with interest rates, that loan rate, that APR stays at 11.25%. So what does that all mean? Wendy, what happened when you checked Capital One? Oh, I got a shock, you guys, a shock. Now I have a credit card from PayPal for my business that is 29.99% interest. That is ridiculous, right? I should never have signed up for that credit card, but here we are. Got to pay it off. And I thought that surely was my highest interest rate. Oh, no, no, fam, no. I checked my Capital One account and to my shock and horror and surprise, my interest rate on this credit card is 31.74%. Let that sink in, 31.74%. And I've heard that somewhere, that the average interest rate Americans are paying is somewhere around 20, 21%. And my credit's not that great. So I expect higher interest rates, but dang, 31.74%. That is beyond ridiculous. I don't swear on this show, so I'm not going to say what some might be saying in this situation, but it is insane. So when i look at that and i look at the smaller balance and i and i say you know this is ridiculous this needs to get paid off there are let's just say i will be taking steps proactively to be paying off this debt sooner rather than later and you know if you're just as surprised by this as i am you are not alone because i was so irritated i had to walk into my husband's office and say let me tell you what happened with capital 1 This is crazy. Fam, check your statements. Check your statements. Because it wasn't that long ago when the credit card companies didn't even have to tell you how long it would take to pay off your debt if you only paid the minimum. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that. I'm 43 years old at the time of this recording. So I remember that. You would get your statement in the mail, you pay your minimum payment, but you didn't know how long it would take to pay off said card if all you made was the minimum payment. Now by law they have to tell you that, but they didn't used to have to tell you that. So we are in the land of rising interest rates. We are in the land of -of out-of-control spending as people are trying to make up for inflation and keep their budgets intact. And oh, by the way, student loan payments are resuming in a couple of months. And oh by the way, it just costs more to live, period. So I feel for you, fam, whether you are low income, middle income, high income, it doesn't matter. I tell you, it doesn't matter because they're almost half the people who make six figures are living paycheck to paycheck. So something is fundamentally broken with what we are doing with our money. I don't know if it's an issue of education or literacy or whatever, but what I can tell you is, is that by taking an honest look and seeing where you are financially today, that will inform you of what you need to do in the future. So you can't begin to make a plan if you don't know where you are, if you don't know where you wanna go. And it starts with a budget. Yes, the B word, that crazy word. It starts with a budget. Call it a spending plan if you want. The point is, is that you need to be the boss of the money, not the money being the boss of you, right? You need to take time and plan and see where your money is going, see where it's being spent. Are you spending too much time eating out? Well, not time, but are you spending too much money eating out? Are you not preparing meals at home? Are you letting food go to waste at home because we just haven't planned? I know in my household, eating out is a big thing because there are just two of us. And sometimes we just don't want to make food. That's us being lazy. I'm not going (laughs) to pull budgets. That's just us being lazy. But the point is, is that that's an area of concern for our budget. For you, it might not be eating out. It may be tech purchases. It may be streaming services. It may be something else that you can cut back on. And then at the same time that you're cutting back on things, find ways to boost your income so that you have more money to pad your budget To make those student loan payments, to pay off those credit cards with the ridiculous interest rates, okay? So make sure you see those um, things on paper, whether you use a paper, I don't know if you can see this, um, a paper planner like I have in my Etsy shop, or if you use a digital planner, if you use an app, it doesn't matter. Use something. Use Google Sheets, use Microsoft Excel, Um, use something. Something that will work for you. There's no one right way to do this. The one right way is to do it. Okay. If you need help, drop a question in the chat or the comments of the YouTube video. If you are listening to the podcast, then you can actually contact me on Instagram at Savvy Budget Girl and leave your questions there. I use these questions not just to make content, but to understand where you guys are and what you need and how I can best help you. So with that, guys, this capital one thing was ridiculous. 31.71% interest rate. So if you want to know how to better, um, how shall we say this? How to how to manage your budget or how to create a budget? I wrote a book called Budgeting for Women. It is available on Amazon. The link is in the description of the YouTube video and in the show notes of the podcast. So definitely check that book out. Um, it's a short book. There's just five steps to budgeting. Five. Simple steps may not be easy, but they are simple, and you can get started on your budgeting journey. Can you read it if you're a man? Absolutely, (laughs) but it's called budgeting for women, so don't forget to check that out. The other thing I want to let you know before we go is that if you've seen channels like Caleb Hammer, who does financial audits, I want to help you in a similar way, not to embarrass you and not to bully you. That is not what this is all about, but if you want a free look at your budget and advice from a money coach, that's me. And you are okay with doing that on YouTube. Then there is a link in the, in the show notes and in the description for you to book a call with me so that we can get that done for you. Because It doesn't matter how many videos I make with the free content if you don't know how this applies to you and your budget. So check out the link in the description in the show notes and check out the video coming up on your screen next. That's all I have for you. Bye. Hey, fam. Wendy Coop, the Savvy Budget Girl here, just to remind you that these podcast episodes are meant for entertainment and education purposes only and are not a substitute for professional legal tax or investment advice. Please seek the help of a qualified professional if those are of concern for you. Thank you very much for tuning into the show and I will see you in the next episode.